Hi, welcome to the Film Picks Podcast. Um, this month, April 2018, uh, it's a bacon. It's judgment day. It's a bacon. It's judgment. It's a judgment day. But it's a bacon episode. We tried to get <clears throat> a proper episode, but I swear to God, we're going to do one in May. Uh, since this is a bacon, please, yeah, please withhold your angry emails. Don't get mad. It's hard. Falk. It's Falk's fault. Uh huh. He has too many children. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Too many professional responsibilities. Uh huh. Um, not enough time. No. On his hands. No. And uh, therefore, it, it becomes difficult to do a proper yeah episode. But uh, I have a couple segment ideas. For the bacon. Oh, we can okay. Throw so something like new and different and something. Yeah, just yeah. like we'll futz around with yeah, it. Yeah, okay, good. So just we have to do a recap of the last episode because it, it, it's oh. sort of – this one is uh, based on some a conversation we had in the last one. Okay. So in the last one, if you'll recall, if you listen to it. Uh, Did what, you, are we going to explain who we are or what's going on? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, I'm Todd Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the film pigs. Uh-huh. And uh, you are – Steve Skelton. I'm one of the other film pigs. And Steve Falk, uh, as we have said, has ruined everything. And this podcast is his fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally his fault. It's not our fault. Um, so last episode, mm-hmm. it was a bacon, right? Mm-hmm. And we uncovered so many things about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So many things. And ironically, uh, we were talking about how much we liked him and, you know, there's nothing bad to say about him. And then like right after that podcast came out, there was that whole thing about him with like the meeting with Saudis and really, Johnson. yeah, there was a whole, I did not hear rigmarole thing. Yeah. Wait, What? This is seriously news to me. I have yeah. no idea. What? No, he, that was in the news. I don't miss that. Oh, I don't want to have to look it up. But uh, yeah, I was like, it was, he, he had a problematic meeting. Okay, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Because I can't let this go. Because I don't know about it. Dwayne Johnson. What should I put? Dwayne Johnson's Saudi? Saudi meeting? It's in Saudi... It's not. It's not the first thing that comes. It doesn't pop. Okay. There you go. Right. Gotta, yeah. Now you got a hit. You had right? to go pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, the Rock praises Saudi Arabia's crown prince in bizarre Instagram post. Yeah, that was it. Uh, remember when he used to be a Republican and then he left the Republican yeah, Party so and maybe yeah. this is there. okay. Great job. So the Rock is an asshole. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Like we've immediately turned on him. <laughs> He's a total asshole. Um, However, Jumanji is a delight. It is a delight. Rampage, not so much. I saw Rampage, but we'll talk about that more when we get to one of our segments. Okay. But the point is, is that we were talking about the Rock, and we realized how connected the Rock is to one Brendan Fraser. Right. It was like a six degrees of Brendan Fraser. It was less than six degrees. degrees. It was like two degrees because they share franchises and directors. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. Um, There's a Stephen Summers, I think, connection. Connection. That's the... That's the... The the, linkage. Stephen Summers is often the glue that keeps weird things together. Yeah, the fulcrum, if you will. He he had glue that kept Treat Williams together with Famke Jamke. Uh Uh-huh. That's crazy. I wouldn't have expected that. It's weird glue. Steven Summers is the greatest film director of all time. I don't know if you've seen Van Helsing. Oh, who hasn't? I dare you to direct a two and a half hour movie that's nothing but yelling. Yeah, I mean, it definitely will go down in history as the yelliest of films. Indeed. Also, also, it puts Hugh Jackman in a huge hat. <laughs> yeah, well, which is great. Hugh Jackman in large hats. Too many clothes. He should be in large hats. No shirt. Oh, hat, giant hat. No, no shirt. shirt. Oh. Hugh Jackman. There's, your, there's the, your block. But that's why Van Helsing didn't succeed. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. had him in that duster. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Monkey duster. It's also why the showman, the greatest showman, didn't go so hot. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah, too many yeah. clothes. Yeah. Too many clothes. It's Hugh Jackman. Get it off. Put some knives on his hands. Let's have some real Just, fun. Yeah, grease him up and let's go. <laughs> so, in talking about that connection, The Rock and uh, Brenda Fraser, um, we also mentioned Maria Bella. Yes. And that brought us to Deborah Caronger. Yes. And we said, we should talk about them. They're great. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about them, but then I realized these are the women uh-huh. of a little movie 
called Payback. They were they were both in Payback. And in addition to them, there's another lady who's in Payback. Oh, that's right. And her name is Lucy Liu. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you can't talk about the women of Payback without Lucy without Liu. talking yeah. about Lucy Liu. So we'll talk about the women of Payback. Okay. But before we do, this segment, this is a bacon segment, bacon uh, specific segment. With that, that's that is okay. But the bacon is supposed <laughs> to just be its own thing without saying okay. But fine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to talk about... You just blew up the bacon. I, want, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about some movies I've seen with my movie pass. Okay, that's fine. It's called... The well, segment, I'm not gonna, there's not going to be like music or anything. For no, it's bit. not a special segment. It's no. just... I've seen... Do you have a movie pass? I don't have movie pass. You have to get a movie pass. All right. I should, the pro, like In my neighborhood, though, there's only like a crappy little theater. Like The closest theater to me is one of those... Cinemarks that ha- puts in like the really comfy chairs, but has like the shitty digital projection screens. Oh, so you can like see the screen door from where you are, and it's also a tiny screen. Oh, so it's so is that the one up on uh, like Coldwater and and, Van Nuys? Uh, and no Coldwater and Victory. Victory, right? Yeah, yeah, across from the Starbucks. Yeah, I almost got in a fight in the parking lot of that theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my wife mouthed off to some guy who cut me off. <laughs> So, but yeah, but those screens are terrible. Um, they are that at that place, and then the other one is the one down uh, by the Pineapple Hill, uh, which is a second run movie. Yeah, game. exactly. That's it. Yeah, there's. One I mean, you can't one. do the ArcLight, but no, uh, the, the AMC's in Burbank take them. Yeah, but that's Bur. I don't live in. Yeah, Burbank. you don't want to go to Burbank. I'm trying to think of the theaters in your area. That's it. That there's a one other one, but it's also a garbage little theater. It's not very. It's yeah. Not solid, and so. and you don't want to drive out to Winnetka. No, I don't want to drive out to Winnetka. But they have a nice theater there. Yeah, but I have to, would have to go to Winnetka. There's an Applebee's right there. You <sighs> yeah. could you could go you could go on Dollar Marg's night. <laughs> you guys, you can get a Dollar Marg. <laughs> like they have a happy hour in the morning. I think. That is, there's nothing happy about drinking in the morning at an Applebee's. <laughs> uh, there is if you're going to a matinee <laughs> of Death Wish. In Winnetka. <laughs> in Winnetka. I'm going to a double feature. To live and die in Winnetka. That's going to be the <laughs> title of my autobiography. I used my movie pass to see a double feature of Death Wish and Strangers Pray at Night in Winnetka. Wait, what's Strangers Pray at Night? It's the sequel to The Strangers. Well, okay. So what happens in Strangers Pray at Night? This is the, this is the segment. I mean, we're already in it. We're in it. Uh, so what happened? Did you see this? Did you see The Stranger? I think so. Which, who was in the... Uh, that was, uh, um, uh, I want to say Liv Tyler or somebody like that. And Scott Speedman. That sounds familiar. It's either Liv Tyler or Kate Beckinsale. And Scott, I know it's Scott Speedman. Okay. For sure, okay. it might, I can't remember if it's Beckinsale or Tyler, but that's like a, it's a home invasion movie. Oh, uh, oh, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. and they show up, and then yeah, and then Glenn, I, think it's, I think it is Beckinsale, isn't? Yeah, I think it is Beckinsale, and then Glenn, I mean, why bother looking uh, it up? Yeah, yeah who but. cares? Uh, but then Glenn uh, Howerton, yeah, uh, from, he shows up in Strangers at Night. He right. like stops by. He's the friend, and you think he's the killer, but it's not. He's right. just a poor bastard who's about to get murdered. So this is a sequel to that. Okay. It's got uh, nobody f- famous in it. Oh, you've already uh, sold me. Um, but I, I liked it because it wasn't a home invasion, classic home invasion movie because it took place in like a trailer camp park. So it's like one of those. Oh, a trailer ca- park camp. It's like, yeah, a trailer park camp where you can go and you can rent a trailer yeah. for the weekend yeah. okay. to have fun with the family. Okay. And fishing. Yeah. So what happens is these people... Not like a Last Starfighter, like permanent home. That's area. the best trailer park of all time. In, in cinema. In cinema. Yeah. yeah, it's a great trailer park because everybody's happy and they help each other and no one seems to be Republican. <laughs> it's weird. Um, fun trailer park. But this is not... This is probably more Republican trailer park. But it doesn't matter. So the family... what the, They have a troubled daughter. She's got behavioral issues, uh-huh. so they're uh-huh. sending her to a boarding school for kids with these kind of problems, and they have to drive her to the boarding school. But it's it's a long drive, yeah. So they're going to stop at their relatives' campground trailer park, mm. and they stop there. And there's a note on the desk that says, "Hey, I've gone to bed. Here's the key to your trailers. 
Yeah, they have multiple keys because they're like the brother and sister in one and the mom and dad are in the other. Sure, sure. So, and you go to yourself, you know, because the trailer park's very quiet and it's and nice. And this is a real, this in-depth explanation is, got me riveted. I'm sure. And it's, it's very scary because it's like, well, it's a very quiet, everybody's in bed. It seems like everybody's in bed. I think I understand the setup. But see, what it turns out. <laughs> the you don't have to keep telling me the minutiae of how the only rental trailer park works. The only question, and this really bothered me through the whole thing, is like, did the uncle write the note or did the strangers write the note and put the note there after yeah. killing this uncle guy? Right. And would the nephew, the dad, yeah. would he have recognized the handwriting of the uncle or not? Ah. And so I was like, how close is this extended family? And that bothered me. Okay. But then, you know, everybody got murdered. And then Death Wish was Death Wish with it was Eli Roth. Eli Roth and Bruce Willis. And and it's uh, I a went combination <laughs> we've been praying for. Every thoughts and prayers, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. That one is uh, I was expecting it's like Eli Roth and like late Kurt stage career uh, disconnected Bruce Willis. Yeah, more disinterested than he was in Cop Out. <laughs> comes Death Wish. Um, and, but I, I went cause I just wanted to watch Bruce Willis getting revenge on people, you know, cause that sounds like fun. And I, you know, I, I grew up on the Death Wish movies. Yeah. The first one is my least favorite. My favorite is Death Wish 3. Which one is that? Is that the, That's the uh, one in where he goes to, uh, uh the ghetto in yeah. New York. Oh, good God. <laughs> really? That's, of course, the most racist one is your favorite. Well, it's the Golden Globus mess. Yeah. You know. It's well, what... that's true. That is true. Um, uh, it's once it once it once it went Golden Globus, then it really kicked itself into side gear. <laughs> like I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's, it's like, awful. Yeah, it's it's so bad, but it's so bananas bad, and Alec Winter's in it. And I saw if if you've seen the documentary about uh, Golden Globus, uh, you haven't. Mm-hmm. Electric- I, thought, I thought you said that there was a a, a Death Wish. No, no, no. It's no, the, I've seen. Uh, I've seen Electric the Golden Globus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So so Alec Winter talking about how every day somebody on yeah. the set was nearly decapitated. Yeah. So that ninety minutes of film is wonderful to watch in a campy sort of way. Okay. And is it racist? Yes, it is, but it's one of those '80s racist movies that, like, that's colors still terribly that, racist. And that's it's still, always been racist, but we're like, and well, is racist. Yeah, we'll make it less racist though by making the leader of the gang a white guy. Right. Well, yeah, we, it is like the like the really ham-fisted, clumsy attempt to sort of address. Yeah, we are being super racist. But we'll add Malachi to the gang. <laughs> well, that was colors. I know. That's... But Malachi at least was just part of the gang. Yeah. In Death Wish 3, they amped it up and the crazy white guy was the leader of right. the gang. And he became Bronze, disinterested, bored Charles Bronson's main <laughs> interest. And then Bronson has a cannon for some reason, like a handheld bazooka or some, some goddamn anyway. thing. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I, I, I was kind of terrified about the first act of Eli Ross, given his track record yeah. of exploitation. Yeah. And it wasn't nearly as exploitative as the original. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, okay, now I can enjoy my revenge. Well, the whole thing is... Yeah. And it, and, Conceptually. And it's, yes. it's actually more... Despite the fact that the bad guy, the main bad guys... Because in Death Wish, the original... You know, Bronson, his family gets raped and murdered. So he just goes on a vigilante spree, yeah. killing inadvertently. He Any, never, anybody, yeah. He never kills Jeff Goldblum, ever. And Jeff Goldblum is one of the guys who rapes and kills his family. Doesn't kill any of those fools. You never see him again. Yeah. He just kills he just it, disappears. Uh, yeah. criminals. Which is a better concept than just a straight up revenge movie, which is less vigilante and more revenge. So De- Eli Ross is he's tracking down these guys, but inadvertently, as he's tracking down these guys, stumbles into various people of color who are doing bad things that he has to shoot. That he has to kill too. Yeah. So it's 
arguably Death Wish with Bruce Willis is more racist okay, than but, Death Wish. Okay, and I gotta just stop you right there because like you're just like arguing like it's kinda like is it like it's racist apples versus racist oranges at this point. Really? Like it's still it's still horribly <laughs> No, no, I, I get I get it. Um I also saw uh, Super Troopers too. Oh yeah, yeah. How'd you like that? Well, um I I liked it because it's dumb and I like dumb uh-huh. funny things and there were a lot of good bits, but it was also very uneven and some of the let's call them throwback bits, the because they they do homages basically to 80s bro yeah, comedies yeah, yeah, rambunctious yeah. sex comedies and even though they're like all 72 now <laughs> and they're still doing it and that's kind of weird but there's a lot of like runs with homosexual panic I wrote homosexual panic jokes in the 90s you were famous for it people loved them they <laughs> lined up around the corner for your gay panic bits. They loved my gay panic bits in the 90s. Yeah. But I left that behind when I evolved as a person. <laughs> and while I understand the concept of throwing back to inappropriate, politically incorrect comedy, maybe we should be a little bit more cherry picky about it. But what you're saying also is like, you know, they do some of those throwbacky stuff, but without any kind of modern update or twist to make it a new fresh take. yeah and it and and it's not meta it's just enough. Kind of, it's just yeah. kind of like hey it's a gay panic joke uh-huh. yeah yeah which gay panic just doesn't resonate anymore it's not no it in, doesn't in terms of being like easy cheap laugh fodder yeah it's not it's a you know especially like i mean you know we're a couple of old idiots um, but you know, you, you look at, you know, you know, younger, younger generations, it's like gay, pan- it, it's not a thing. No. In a, in a, in a, in most No, cases. no. It's so. like, I look, I look at my kid and my kid's not going to panic about yeah. gay. <laughs> He's yeah. not going to understand those jokes. In yeah. fact, when we've watched old John Hughes, PG rated John yeah, Hughes yeah. movies that have lots of gay panic yeah. jokes, he yeah, has no response. Yeah. He has no yeah. response. He just gets bored. Yeah. Because he doesn't relate to it. Because it's not it. relevant anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Super Troopers 2, they are playing to an audience that is middle-aged at this point. That's who they're going for, the people who liked yeah. the original Super Troopers. So you can make the argument that man, they're being true to their brand or no, whatever, but, but, but maybe yeah, you but should... It's like, but you have to, like, you know, especially in, you know, in comedy, you have to... I mean, you don't have to, but if you want it to, to have something that has some sort of relevance... You have to take into account the time you're making the joke in. Yeah, that's and, true. And, you know, it's like they could very easily have done you know, gay panic style, like 80s gay panic style joke that turned like uh, 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 Wet Hot American Summer did it. Yes. Brilliantly. Yes. Because they played throughout the whole movie. That it's homosexual. The gay panic yeah. joke. And at the, at the end, it was... You know, it was an, it was just pure acceptance, and they bring in like what, like a crate and barrel. Yeah, present you think a, what they're doing yeah. is gay panic, yeah. but what they're trying to do is understand and be supportive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that and but that was like what fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, what I'm but, saying. but that's the example of like you taking the trope uh-huh. and making it relevant in a, in a modern sense. And then there's another run where a character gets addicted to uh, a, a female hormone, like female Viagra. That already sounds like it's not it has no good direction to go. It, well, it doesn't. It only has the direction of we're going to capitalize on effeminate. lady stereotypes. Yeah, a man lactating through his t-shirt, like uh, you know, and like the side effects of. Female hormones are being bitchy and oh boy. Uh, being overly emotional oh or, you know, so it's just like, and, and that's a run they committed to through the whole runtime, which was one of my problems with it because there were really good bits yeah, yeah, and they're really and, funny. And then it would circle back to the... And these guys that, yeah. are, some of them are actually really good actors. Some of them are not great actors, but they're obviously can write comedy. Yeah. And, but they're all very charming, especially as a group who's having fun together. It's like, like watching buddies have a good time together. So 
there's a, a lot of fun stuff and it's oh, entertaining. Oh, like people listening to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a lot oh, of hello, fun hello. stuff. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh-oh. It's a bacon. Don't worry. This is just for us. So, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. so I, I would, because I was enjoying enough of it that when it got to that stuff, I was like, oh, well, this is just... Yeah, I'll suffer. I'll the, get through this it, is an and 80s, then it'll come back. This yeah. is an 80s bit yeah. that they probably could have left out. Uh, but, you know, um, it, it was funny enough, but it's a wait-for-video movie. I mean, Super Troopers didn't do well in the theaters. No. Super Troopers picked up traction on video. Yeah. And Super Troopers 2 should as well. All right. Although they did, they came in like number four. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, the Ladies of Payback. Oh, Ladies of Payback. So who would you like to start with? Well, I mean, I think we start with Maria Bello, right? Yeah, who she's who spawned this conversation yeah. initially? Because we were talking about her specifically in uh, the Mummy now movie, the third one. Okay, so but this is so we're just gonna go through the list of stuff that they've all been in. This no, is no, no, you do. We could go from memory. I was just, I, I just want to have this reference point. So if we have questions, I can look at the thing and go, oh, she was in that. What are your favorite Maria Bello Well, let's go start. Let's start from backwards then. What was she in most recently? Most recently. Okay. Most recently. Well, that's the thing is I haven't seen a lot of her. Yeah. Um, but she uh, yeah, uh, apparently has a, a series regular role or had one for 21 episodes on NCIS. Oh, okay. So, she, so she's on TV, doing TV. <clears throat> yeah. It okay. seems like a lot of TV. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. She was in The Fifth Wave, which is where all aging... Um, actresses, you know, predominant actresses go is into YA franchises playing oh, like right. some authoritarian, like was Julianne Moore in the Hunger Wave, Games. Was that the, like the the Chloe Grace Moore's <clears throat> yes one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is boring as hell. But she was on Goliath, um, which I watched. Right. Oh yeah, I like Goliath. Yeah, and the best part about Goliath was, was the women. Yeah. The yeah. the it was the lady from Deadwood yeah who's on Lost in Space now yeah yeah which yeah. is fun yeah um, I like Lost in Space and what's her name I always forget her name I always forget her name too and I love yeah, her I love I her I love her fantastic I'm a jerk for forgetting her name uh, she was in Max Steel uh, Maria Bella that, I think that was like another kid like young it's adult like a thingy. kid movie yeah. yeah so that's where oh and she's done some horror Lights Out she oh, okay. was in um actually a lot of horror. A big driver TV movie, which is a Stephen King TV movie. Oh, okay. All right, um, all right. The last big movie she was in, I think, like theatrical, was Prisoners. Oh my god! And she was in Grown Ups too. <laughs> oh, I feel terrible. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you take the you take the work. I mean, like Maria Bello seems like she's got kind of like a like a. a, a Michael Caine work ethic, which is like you sure. you always take the job because you never know when you're you're not gonna get a job again. Well, but it's also you like do the work. You it, just do the work. Like yeah, and and she does it. She does it well. She was in the Prime Suspect uh, TV. Oh, the the American. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And oh man, man, she she's been in some bad movies. Abduction. Which is uh, Taylor Lautner's oh, God, that's right. uh, John Singleton directed. It was like a t- t- Taylor Lautner trying to do sort of a Jason Bourne, but but kid Kitty Bourne kind of thing. Yeah, you remember he, he the tagline for the movie? No. Taylor Lautner puts. No, the, why? Why would I remember the tagline for that? He, it's Taylor Lautner puts the abs in abduction. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were like. You, if you, you could have shut up, I would have got that out you sooner. You were patiently waiting for me to shut up so you could do your dumb Taylor Lautner ass joke. You were, and you were like mad at me for a second, but I got in the way of it. Oh, so she was in both Grown Ups. That's right. She's a wife of probably Adam Sandler in the Grown Ups movies. Yeah. Um, which is... Hey, that probably pays well. Uh, no, I'm pays, sure it pays I'll bet that pays well. And before the Grown Ups movies was The Mummy. Uh, two oh, that was because so okay, so that was Mummy 3, yeah. Where she took over. but she... For Rachel Weiss, which is the weirdest replacement casting Super weird. Ever. Like, I, I, I really want to know the story behind what how that happened. She was in World Trade Center. I mean, I feel like... Like looking at her assault on Precinct 13. The oh, remake. the remake. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which, thank you for not smoking. 
um, A History of Violence, which is right. probably one of, of her better movies, yeah, even yeah. though I don't like it. Secret Window she was in. Was that the Johnny Depp? Yeah, thing? horrible. The Cooler, which it was okay. The Cooler. No, that's the Macy. Is that the Macy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like The Cooler. Autofocus. That was pretty good. Um, duets she was in. Fucking Coyote Ugly. The year after paper. Oh, hey, I was in Coyote Ugly. You were? I was an extra in it. No way. Yeah. Creep. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll be an extra in Coyote Ugly. It's uh, In the bar scene? No, no, I was in the bar. I was in, like, some other weird scene where Piper Parabo walks down a hallway. Uh, And I'm mostly not in the movie. Did you take it out? Yeah. I think that's why I'm not in the movie. (laughs) Because it was, like, a PG. I was like, are we doing a hard X here or what? Is that Piper Parabo? I'm going to take it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, she was in Permanent Midnight. That's my, my theatrical reel is uh, background in Coyote Ugly and Rene Russo's Buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Rene Russo's Buddy? Yeah, the, the monkey movie she did. Oh, what'd you do in that? I was like, I was like a, like, was it like a 20s or 30s cop? <laughs> Had a cop suit on. This why and I run across the screen before uh, 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 Nightcrawler uh, runs into the building. Uh, uh, what's his name? Nightcrawler played Nightcrawler in the uh, X Men movie. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm damn blanket. Uh, I, his name's right. Oh my God, now I gotta look it up. See the guy being cover the... cover for me. Um. Here's this is crazy. I didn't know this. She was in the TV, the short-lived TV version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and she was Mrs. Really? Smith. Really? Yeah. There was a TV version of it. Yeah. That? Before, before payback. Wait, this has got to be different than the movie, because when the movie, when Mr. and Mrs. Smith came out in the aughts, right? Holy shit! This is blowing my mind. What is happening? Uh, it's not based on the movie because it came before it. It's Scott Bakula and Maria Bello as Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But it's two spies. Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula. And now, uh, and she had a, a recent uh, stint on NCIS, but not the one with Scott Bakula. Yeah, but it was like a 20 plus episode, right? So she's on for a whole season. Uh, of NCIS, yeah. 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 So some sort of like... Was she maybe like replacing an actor that left the show, or? Well, NCIS has been on so long they yeah, have kind they of revolved, rotate, and they, they and they sometimes they have just recurring guest stars for like, for like a season. Yeah, yeah, that, I bet that's what it was uh, to keep things. But anyway, so that's like basically like her special appearance by. Here's what's messed up about this: is I'm looking at her. Um, I mean, in looking at her resume here, wh- why hasn't she worked more? Like that in more weird. stuff, because she's really good. The mummy, I mean, maybe the mummy hurt her too much. Did it? Well, she got really bad notices for that. I get, and, and it was kind of like, yeah, she, I th- and it was a shit movie too. So, but people were like, no, she can't fill Rachel Wise's shoes. Yeah. Which, well, and it was a really weird, <clears throat> like, in a, and I like Alan Cumming. It's Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Okay. Sorry. Who loves a good lolly? Yeah, as I learned in that movie with Jennifer Jason. <laughs> it was gross. So it's Aunt, yeah, Alan Cumming, uh, in uh, Buddy and X Men. Okay. Uh, so yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I think it's like the the because I I like Bello a lot. I think she's terrific, but it was a really strange miscasting. It was to follow the character that Vice had established right in two movies that really wasn't. Like Bellow's wheelhouse. It wasn't her tone. No, because she's type not. A, or well, which is weird too, because then after Tomb, she went on to make Grown Ups movies. Yeah. So it's almost like her representation. Well, we're trying to jam her into. No, I mean that. I, I can tell you. I can tell you what ninety percent of it is. Okay. Is it's age? It's the Hollywood age bullshit. Oh yeah, that's true. That's for women. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, no. That's. 90% of it right there. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. And also, it's just... I mean, she is kind of beautiful. Not kind of. Well, she's beautiful. Yeah. But she's also talented. Yeah. But it seems like her her reps were more concerned about 
at least cinematically, because she seems to have a better career well, on TV. But I think the they're movies also that they're just trying, trying to, to transition her to older women roles post mummy. Right, the hot eye candy wife of yeah. Adam Sandler. Or yeah, the mom yeah. roles, and she's that's still not really her. That's wasn't then, still isn't. No, no, she should be playing. I mean, it's like it's the same thing as like fucking like trying to make Diane Lane the dowdy Superman's mom in the fucking DC movies. Yeah. It's... And she's still stunning. Right. And she's not an old lady. Well, and Maria Bello and... married to any given cast member of Grown Ups on the male side is impossible to <laughs> Impossible. Um, so, Maria Bello, I'm, I'm disappointed in Hollywood for failing her. I think she's doing it on TV. Yeah. What she should be doing. Um, yeah. And she should be... Because uh, she plays hard-edged really well. Yeah. And that's what she should be in the movies. She should be a well, badass I, I wouldn't, action I star. wouldn't be surprised in, like, within, like... Especially considering how, like, streaming services are going nuts for shit. You know, that, like... In a, and, 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 like you said, if she just did this stint on NCIS, that I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of, like, uh, you know, cop, detective, something show... That they've got. That is in development with her as the lead. Probably like a, a remake of, you know, like a British or Norwegian or, you know, mm-hmm. European cop show uh, that we might see in the next couple of years. And that's good. And I want her to have uh, that TV money. I really do. But the thing about procedural TV is in order to not Vincent D'Onofrio yourself, you have to keep your performances very low key. Yeah. And she uh, has the ability to be very intense on, on a great level, yeah. like we saw in History of Violence and, yeah. and, uh, and certain other earlier movies and TV shows. But she, I'd like to see her in more stuff cinematically because then she can give everything. Yeah, but but if we're talking like streaming, you know, we're talking like 10 to 13 episode seasons. Well, that could be good so too. So it's not going to be like a twenty. It's but, not going to be like a Law and Order twenty-three episode. Right. So that kill so it could be better. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it could be better. But, but it's still it's still not like her intensity level really is cinematic. I think. No, I think you're and, right. And, and she yeah. would be really good as a, yeah. as an action star, uh, yeah. uh, like uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah. You know, she'd be really good in those kinds of movies. Um, and I'm sad that she's not. Let's move on to another um, lady of uh, payback. <laughs> It's so weird that it's the ladies of this shitty Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's not. Shitty. I'm not going like to say it. it's a shitty movie because I actually enjoy it, I like despite it the problematic nature of Mel Gibson being in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, because it's got really terrific. It's a fun, pulpy crime show. It's got fun performances by everybody. You got your Greg Henrys. Uh-huh. Uh, in there, uh, 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 you got uh, you got uh, that. What's uh, what's uh, the like boss? The ball of the crown. What's uh, it's uh, we got uh, James Coburn's Coburn. in That's it. That's Coburn, and then the other old guy is in it. There was another old guy in it too, who's oh, uh, oh, from right, old movies. Right. And then you had the what's the short, dark-haired uh, character actor, David Paymer. Oh, Paymer, right? Yes, oh, Paymer. That's it. right, and he's fantastic. In yeah. It. So yeah, it's a it's a fun crime show if you can get past Mel Gibson's presence. Right. So Unger, who's listed on IMDb as full, full name De- De- Deborah Kara Unger. Yeah. Most recently, you want most recent? Yeah. Let's go for most recent. Let's start for most recent. Uh, Torch. What's Torch? Uh, uh, something with John Savage and Vincent Spano. So that can't be good. Yeah. Moving uh, on. Jackals. Uh, sounds like a horror show. Some kind. Oh, it's got a. <laughs> yeah, it's a horror show with Stephen Dorff and <laughs> Jonathan Shake. Wait, Stephen Dorff of e-cigarette fame? <laughs> <laughs> he likes the blue ones. Um, and Jonathan Shake, who's like a kind of a horror staple. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that, oh, and vengeance. A Love Story with Nick Cage. Oh my god, I have not been able to finish that movie. I've been watching that. I watched, started watching it on Netflix. Uh, yeah, she's a lot of... It's, oh. it's, oh, that yes, okay, yeah. No, she's definitely in that, and now it's coming back to me now. Oh boy, it's oh, a bad movie. Oh, I see where she's making all her money. 
uh, Star Wars animated voices, animated. Oh, holy shit! Who's she doing? Who's she, what voices does she do? Uh, Scorpio, Scorpio. She's done a bunch. Uh, Scorpio, Gemini Captain, Senior Officer. It's mostly about Scorpio. It looks like. Okay, so I don't just know bunch of voices. Okay, so yeah. And then uh, she was in uh, the Silent Hill movies, right? The Samaritan, which is a uh, movie with. Uh, um, Sam Jackson? Is that Sam Jackson? Yeah, it's like a B movie, like Oh right. right. It didn't do very yeah. well. Um she was in the way, which was an Emilio Estevez joint. Um she I mean she's been consistently working, clearly. Um, which is great. But like white noise, like the work like who are they representing the these women? They're, they're they got it. Yeah. She's a good actress. Yeah. She should be in better shit. She was in Stander. Oh, I like Stander. Which is That's a very right. good heist movie. That's right, with your Tom Jane. Yeah, exactly. And which is what the South African uh, uh, bank bank uh, robber bank robber yeah. movie. Yeah. That's I know I like the Stander. That was a good movie. I like. And she fun. was in Thirteen, which right. is an unpleasant watch, but it's you know a, a solid movie. Uh, the Salt and Sea, she was in. Oh yeah. The Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Payback, and then before Payback, the game. Is that the Michael Douglas uh-huh. thing? Yeah, yeah, she's the uh, she's the lady who helps him. Right, 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 right. Um, I forgot about the game. Yeah. Um, and wow, she was in Keys to Tulsa, with James Spader. Uh, no Way Home, Crash, the Cronenberg one. Oh, the good one. And here's here's one of her early. Uh, I think her. One of her very early credits is uh, Highlander, The Final Dimension. Oh, is that the one with Mario Van Peebles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing is, you know, she works consistently. That's and, great. Um, I mean, I worry because I don't see these women as much yeah, as I used to. That it's, to that, still, it's, that it's like yeah. fucking... Uh, but you're just missing what they've been right. doing. Right. They're yeah. doing a lot of TV. It's yeah. not like Ashley yeah. Judd and uh, 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 Mighty Aphrodite uh, Servino with... Right. With yeah, They didn't with, get Me Too'd out of yeah, the business. So yeah. that's something. But they're I mean, like deeply and utterly... We failed them as well, actresses. Especially, They're yeah, too like, good. You've not seen to... like you know any number of movies where they would have been far better than who was in them. Yeah, I mean it's telling when the IMDb page you bring up Deborah Kara Unger and the first thing you see is, is Nick a Cage. Picture of Nick Cage. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe she's an asshole. I don't know, uh, but she, yeah, no, we don't know the stories. Uh, her, maybe but, she's uh, great. I mean, I usually tend to think with women that they just got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> by the business. Yeah. And maybe even literally Harvey Weinstein. I don't know, um, but it, it's. I'm glad she's working. Yeah, I am glad she's working. Um, and then finally, uh, uh, we've got Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Do you, what do you think of that Lucy Liu? I like Lucy. I like you know. I I'm not a huge fan of Lucy Liu, but I, I I've always enjoyed her. I think she's kind of. I haven't ever seen her in anything that has been you know really kind of blown me away. No, she's just kind of a fun. But I've always enjoyed her. You know, if that kind of that kind of well, she, makes sense. Like early on, she she was always good. When you think about Payback, and you think about Kill Bill, Volume One, One, because um, she Volume Two is just a, a monologue. Isn't that one just like Michael Madsen wrestling a snake or something? No, I think that's volume one. Volume two is just... No, this is the one where he throws the snake into the... Volume two, he throws the snake into the trailer with uh, you know, uh, I... a splash lady. Okay. It's not... That's not the point. The point is... <laughs> what splash lady? <laughs> have, at least have the courtesy to use her name. Uh, I forgot it. It's Miss Splash Lady. <laughs> Daryl Hannah, sorry. Uh, so, Lucy Liu, Elementary. Lucy Liu. That's what's been taking up most of her time. Oh yeah, well that's a TV show. That's, She's that, Elementary. That's the that's the stateside New York version of Sherlock Holmes. Right, and she's, and she's Watson. Yes, yeah. exactly. My mom loves that show. Yeah, my parents love it yeah. too. Um, it's a it's a show for old people. <laughs> It's, I like how you say that with such condescension, like you're not an old person. I am old. 
Um, but I like my Cumberbatch better. Well, look, I love CBS procedural drama. Who doesn't? It's not It's not a judgment on your character, but it just skews older is all I'm saying. <laughs> it skews older. I try to show it's my... the numbers bear this out. Yeah, I try to show my dad an episode of something like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and he just gets mad. <laughs> so you put on elementary and he's like, ah! He calms right down. Yeah. Uh, she was in The Man with the Iron Fists, which was that, um... Oh, was that one of... Martial they, arts they martial movie I with, did not see um, it. Um, uh. um, um, what's-his-face? Oh, no, wait, I've got that wrong. No, yeah, it was, it's RZA. Oh, it's a RZA, yeah, one of the RZA, yeah. It's a RZA movie. Fucking Russell Crowe is in it? Why, why not? Who cares? Oh, that's right, that was one of the early... Russell Crowe no longer cares about his white performances. I <laughs> I'm not shaming Russell Crowe. No. I'm just it's, saying it's clear he it's doesn't clear. care. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I was gladiator. I'm not gladiator You anymore. know what? I'm going to eat pizza rolls through this whole shoot. <laughs> On my farm. <laughs> In Australia. Um, and she uh, has made shitloads of money. Lucy Liu is clearly of these women of payback. The most successful, yeah, the most lucrative movie. career, I would say, yeah, because she's in the Kung Fu Panda movies. Oh shit, that's hella money. Yeah, she does uh, the voice of Silvermist in the Tinkerbell straight to video animated series. You say that like I didn't already know. <laughs> uh, so a lot of voice work. That's pretty awesome. Rise Blood Hunter, she was in, which is a vampire movie that went straight to video. She was in. Uh, Code name, the cleaner, with oh, Cedric the Entertainer. Wow. Okay. I I recently watched this one. Code name the cleaner. No oh. luck. I've never watched that, <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> You're taking a bold stand. <laughs> and that m- might make me racist. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that moniker as long as I don't have to watch Code Name the Cleaner ever. Um, or Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make me racist. That just makes, makes me classist. Reasonable. <laughs> uh, lucky number Slevin. Oh, right. She is the enticingly strange uh, kind of kind of hyper neighbor of uh, the comatose Josh Hartnett. Yes, comatose. <laughs> and she she breathes. So much life into this movie, where when she's not on screen, which is which is uh, which is remarkable because usually she's like the reserved, ultra calm, or type, or insanely violent. Like that's the other. But thing. E- but e- but even like in in like a Kill Bill, she, most of the time she's very calm. Oh, she's like chill the, until she loses. And then it. she yeah and yeah then, you're right you know, so yeah she's very reserved. So her wheelhouse is usually the calm, reserved you know uh, uh, type. She was in the uh, late, great Tony Scott's Domino. Oh, my God, Domino. Um, alongside much of the cast of Beverly Hills 90210. Then you got the Kill Bill movies. Domino. You got the Charlie's Angels right? movies. Which uh, were so re- amazingly dumb that they were quite fun. Yeah, exactly. They're dumb and over the top and yeah. unapologetically. So, I mean, say what you will about McGee. We all know the guy's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. But he makes a good, loud, fun, you yeah. know. He's like Tony Scott Jr. in a lot of ways. Uh, she was in Chicago. Right. A movie called Cypher. Nah. The classic Ballistic X versus Ballistic Sever. X versus Sever. Oh, uh, it's like one of the most unwatchably terrible movies ever made. With also one of the most confusingly dull titles. <laughs> It really is a horrible... Ballistic X versus Sever. <laughs> really horrible. What does any of that mean? Oh, I forgot she was in Shanghai Noon. Oh, yeah. She was the princess. That's right. Shanghai Noon is... I like Shanghai Noon. I do, too. It's probably... Like, I could watch it again and probably go, eh, there's a lot of racist stuff in here, probably. Oh. <laughs> what? But I haven't seen it in a long time, so... What? What's with these crazy engines? Those aren't engines. They're Jews. That's from Shanghai Noon. Oh, okay. Um, in, I, th- I, I thought it was either that or Blazing Saddles. And they're in. It's in reference to people from China. Okay. They're, yeah. They're not right. engines. They're Jews. so problematic. Well, 
Not evergreen. It's not ever. Doesn't I, age. Didn't I, I, age. Doesn't age. It was all age well. Yeah, it's set in the old west where people were ostensibly very yeah. racist, but it was more. They're just not only bad. They're bad at racism because yeah. they couldn't really. Anyway, I'm not going to defend the yeah, jokes no, from Shanghai. Not, no, let's not. That's, let's save that for another fun bacon. <laughs> she was in the same year as Payback was in True Crime with Clint Eastwood. Um, I don't even remember True Crime. Yeah, she was in City of Industry. Vaguely remember City. Th- that's the uh, and Gridlocked in '97. Yeah, both yeah, those yeah. movies in '97. No, so she, City of Industry is like a post pulp fictiony kind of show, right? Yeah, before Payback, she was for the most part. Well, Ally McBeal wasn't her. Wasn't that her breakthrough? Right? Yeah, I think so. That was her. That was like, that. Yeah, and while she was doing Ally McBeal. She was doing kind of small, like, bit parts. Okay, so she was actually being really smart during Ally McBeal because she was seeding her her TV career with movie roles because also in the the mid-late 90s, that's, you know, TV wasn't a prestige thing. TV was, you either did TV or movies. And if your movie career flamed out, you went to TV. Yeah, but now you do them together. Yeah, but, but so back in the day, you had to work double time yeah, if when, you had it, if you had any kind of TV cachet to try and build that into a film career, I'm not finding and that's Allie, what she was doing. Allie McBeal anywhere? Am I so wrong weird. with that? I think it might be. Her very first credit is the from uh, an episode of the original Beverly Hills 90210, and she did a lot of guest star work. Um, L.A. Law, Hotel Malibu, Coach, Home Improvement. No, Lucy Liu was in Allie McBeal. Oh, it just came later. It, or I'm just not seeing it. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. It's probably later because it ran for a while and she was doing this other bit and they usually put it on Yeah. Uh, uh, later. Um, oh, yeah. So that started in 98, um, which was... So she had done actually a lot of TV work and she was in McGuire. She had a, a Jerry Maguire little thing. Oh, God, and then she did remember. Gridlocked and City of Industry and NYPD Blue uh, before uh, she got on the Alan Before McBeal. Alan McBeal. But then Alan, uh, right after Alan McBeal, Payback and True Crime. So you're right. Alan McBeal made her. Yeah, so that's um, what transit. That was that was what put her on the map. And then... Uh. Um, but also, like you were saying about uh, Maria Bello, like she is very much uh, taking a page from the Michael Caine uh, how to act. Yeah, yeah, she, no, like, you clearly you take is, the job. You there's take the nothing job. that she hasn't taken. Um, and and I've always uh, enjoyed Lucy Liu. I think she's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I've, I've never, yeah. Like I said, I've never been like, I think I kind of like, like for me, she's kind of like a Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of enjoy her, but I, I've never like, you know, super blown away by her performance, right? R- right, right, exactly. And well, and the, and the other thing but about her But in a second, career, if they would do like a, you know, like a, John Wick for Lucy Liu. I would see that in a flat second. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I would. I would love to see any of these three women. Yeah. As stars of action vehicles, yeah. or all three together. I don't care. Just put them in action movies. I would love it. Um, the interesting thing about her, where I think it was either her or her reps who did it right, was her transition from TV into film. She they were really pushing her as an action person. Yeah. And when she was coming up, that's a lady in tight leather pants kicking people in the face right so it's like you have your lead uh, your your antonio banderas or your mel gibson and then you have this hot lady and then you have the hot lady who's the secondary yeah which is what maria bello didn't do maybe tried to do with the mummy thing right and it didn't work and out. it didn't work yeah out. yeah um but because instead of it being a new character that she could define she was picking up yeah, she was trying to fill yeah. shoes that it, yeah, did, it, like, it was it was a bad cat. I mean, that's really the casting's fault. That's not hers, right? And also, just like sometimes when people won't do your sequels, you just write them out. Yeah, you write the character out. Yeah, so that way it's not distracting. Yeah, you just do that first act thing of yeah. where's mom? Yeah, she's got diarrhea. Yeah, let's go on an adventure. Yeah, where's Marion? This is a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> that's. The first two lines of dialogue in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, right? Yeah. Before things go nuts and he has to hide behind. Yeah, Mercer runs behind the giant racist gong. Before that racist musical number that Kate Capshaw sings. So in this double whammy of bacon episodes, this is my conclusion. 
Hollywood has been much better to Dwayne Johnson than they have any of the women from Payback. Oh, combined. Combined. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolute truth. And that, if anything, is an indictment of not just Hollywood, but of us as movie consumers. You, me, and me. Yeah, you and me. What did we do? We didn't turn these women into giant stars. Uh, when we saw Payback, yeah. we should have said, we should have walked out of that theater. Yeah. We should have started marching, saying, yeah. put the women of Payback in a movie without yeah. a racist like fucking Mel Gibson. I'm pretty sure it's going to turn out that Mel Gibson is going to be an awful garbage person. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have no idea right now if I'm right, but I think maybe I am. I think at some point there will be voicemails. <laughs> So we should get ahead of this thing. <laughs> we'll wipe out the memory of payback as quickly as we can by putting these three women in. As a, soon as possible, movie. find a young man by the name of Tom Hardy <laughs> and get him making Mad Max movies instead. Yeah. So of the three women from Payback, yeah. who would you most like to see star in a remake of Payback? With a woman as the lead role. Oh, I would go Bello. I would go Maria Bello. Parker, right? That's yeah. his name, Parker. Parker, yeah. I would go Maria Bello. Bello is yeah. Parker? Yeah. Okay. That would be me. All right, cool. What, what would what would you be your... Pitch me an action movie for each of them. Oh, fuck. It uh, can be a remake. You don't have to think too hard. It's just a movie you like with a guy and you put a woman in it. Like you could put Lucy Liu in Commando. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think I would do like, uh, well, I would want to do, I would do like a payback kind of style crime from Maria Bello. I'd want to do a John Wick kind of style, like assassin movie for Lucy Liu. Deborah Care Unger, what would we do for Deborah Care Unger? Um, you know, I think, oh, like maybe like a Taken kind oh, of style. Oh, she has a certain set She's of skills. She's the Liam skills? Neeson. She's the Liam Neeson in the, in yeah. the Taken style. It might be hard to sell that though because of what Halle Berry did with Kidnap. Oh, damn it. <laughs> might have ruined that because that was yeah. lady taken shit yeah yeah but nobody's gonna remember that that's so true. let's just go yeah, ahead so and put, done and done but, but that, i agree that's my top of the head and you know and i know they kind of did it already with jodie foster but i think deborah Karanger would be better in a vigilante movie than jodie foster oh yeah that's you a know? good choice like yeah. if you're if you really were gonna do a remake of death wish that didn't involve eli roth or bruce willis she'd be a good one yeah it's like Mrs. Kiersey. Yeah. Well, also, if there wasn't, like, if I wasn't already, like, super ultra excited for uh, the Equalizer sequel with Denzel Washington, I would say maybe right. an Equalizer type. Yeah, that'd um, be good for that, her, too. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh. Yeah, I would watch that. Hey, Hollywood, get the fuck on it. Yeah. Stop screwing the women of payback oh, over. Hollywood. All right. Uh, any closing statements? No. 